Let's close the hangar doors for a while. But still, just so happens, happens. The years passed and we were back in UK, the children now in secondary education. It was 1980 and I found myself among Britain's three million unemployed. Over a three-year period, I picked up several short-term labouring jobs, though managed to get a break from that with some voluntary work. I ferried a DC-3 from South England to Florida, USA, routing via Ireland, Iceland and Canada. This was followed by six months voluntary work, flying between West Palm Beach in Florida and Haiti in support of Christian missions. Those were three hard years, when the money was very tight. But I believe even such times are the Lord's discipline, moulding and shaping us into the people he wants us to be. I didn't enjoy it. Getting back to my theme, I was offered an interview for a flying job down in Cambridge and so planned my travel arrangements. Elaine would drive me to Aberdeen Railway Station, 17 miles, in a very old Ford Cortina, a scrap heap on four wheels. I told her that on her return she should park it in the parking area a little distance from her house and leave it. It was dead. To get it running these days we had to push start it and it was becoming embarrassing having neighbours come out and give us a hand. So we got to the station and made sure that the engine was kept running while I jumped out to get my train. Elaine did what we planned and left the car in the car park. We didn't bother to lock it, for if anyone wished to steal it, they would be doing us a favour. Two days later I phoned Elaine from a coin box at Cambridge Station to say that I would be home late that evening. That's all I managed to say before my money ran out. <coughs> Never mind, I got the message across. I knew that I would be too late in Aberdeen to catch the last bus home, but I was prepared to thumb a lift for the 17 miles, though it could be a little difficult at that time of night. <coughs> Meantime, Elaine put the phone down and the same thoughts were running through her mind. No transport. She's quite a determined person, so decided that while it was still light, early afternoon in the winter. She would go out and try to start the car. She turned the key in the engine, utter silence. Back to the house she went, feeling very disappointed. She's a lady of prayer, and the car became the focal point of her prayers that afternoon. Is God interested in our little problems, or only in big ones? I've no doubt that he is interested in our thoughts, words and actions at every moment, though perhaps my faith is not as strong as Elaine's. You know what's coming next. Yes, she went out again an hour or two later in the afternoon when it was starting to get dark, climbed into the driving seat, put the key in the ignition and gave it a quick turn. The engine roared into life and she sat back completely stunned. What had happened? In the dusk she looked around and saw a dirty square thing by the passenger seat. In closer inspection it was a very old battery. What was under the bonnet then? Elaine got out, opened it up and there was a brand new shiny battery. How on earth had that got there? 
No one had seen her going out to and from the car, as our neighbours were out at work. Elaine went back into the house, still stunned, and made herself a big mug of tea. This definitely wasn't the prayer answer she'd expected. Shortly after the children came in from school, one of them had a note in his hand, which he'd found on the doormat. Elaine had missed it. The anonymous message read, Just to say that a new battery has been fitted to your car, please don't try and trace the person who fitted it. It just so happened that this friend, who knew about our dead battery, had the afternoon off work, so bought a new one and drove to where our car was parked. He fitted the new battery all in the space of time between Elaine's first attempt at starting the car and her second try. Quite by accident, we discovered a couple of years later who this friend was. He lived five miles from us and had no knowledge of my being away or of our special need for that evening. I was a bit shocked, too, to see Elaine welcoming, welcoming face with a car late that night at the station. How did you get it to work? I queried. And the story came out as we happily drove home. It just so happened. Still don't believe it.